Hey, Jay Calloway here, pastor of The Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, everybody. So excited about what God is doing in your life already. We are just in the first week of the new year. Just the first week has passed, and what an incredible, incredible week it's already been. I know it. God has promised us that he is moving us into a season of building, a season of construction, a season of bringing in. I sense that as as last year shifted into this year and began to move in those incredible ways, I sense that God's saying the time of the foundation laying, the groundbreaking, removing the obstacles and the barriers and the hindrances and the and the boundaries, that season is over because the foundation has been laid, the plan has been set, and now we're to erect the building, to resurrect that which maybe had seemed to be dead a long time ago. And what God is saying to you today is, let's go and do this. It's time to be productive, a time to produce. And, you know, we've been talking about that. I just shared with you over the last few, really the last couple of months, that the new word for this year, for the gate, is produce. And I am excited about that. And I'm, I believe in what God has for each one of us is that we are going to be productive. You know, we've entitled this series of sermons that we're, pre- we're preaching here this month is Produce the Power of Productivity. And I believe with all of my heart that God is calling the gate and the people of the gate to be a productive people, both in our, in our relationships, in our finances, in our giftings, in our words. I pray that the words that you speak are going to be productive. I pray that they're going to be words that will produce fruitfulness in people's lives. In fact, that's what I want to talk to you about today. Part of the idea of being a producer or produce is that idea of produce, fruitfulness. And I want to talk to you about what it means to be fruitful today. And listen, if I haven't got a chance to meet you, my name is Jay. My wife, Vicki, and I, we lead this amazing, amazing church called The Gate. And we are so excited that you have taken the time to come in and be a part of us today. And if you don't have anywhere else that you call your, your church or call a church your home, that you're in, we want to welcome you in to be a part of this, and we just encourage you to. And you can just put right there in the chat box, wherever you're watching, whatever platform you're on, just engage with us. We just invite you to engage with us. Let us know where you're watching from, where you're connecting with. Maybe you're in a hub in our Hammond um, area or our Munster area, maybe further on south. Maybe you're in a hub across this nation and that you're just being a part with your family, whatever the case is. Let us know where you're from in all of those areas and that but can i just say to you this i believe that god has an incredible plan for you and as we walk forward in this i believe that that is going to be a plan to produce and if you have your bibles just open up your bible how many and let me just ask this how many of you have your bibles say yes if you don't say oops good deal get your bible out turn with me if you would to deuteronomy deuteronomy the eighth chapter in verse 18 now we've been camping on this passage of scripture really for quite a while now i used this in our um our x factor message back in november but i felt really in uh, i just kind of felt that god wanted us to continue camping on this for a moment and really look at this idea of being a producer of being somebody to produce and it says there But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce. And I want to just stop right there for a moment. 
And I want us just to think about this, is that I said it last week as we were just kind of setting the tone for the entire year, setting the tone for this entire message, is that he's given you the ability that you shouldn't go back there and just say, hey, what am I here for? Because you're here for a reason. And it's our job in our lives to get around people that can pull out the abilities in us, to pull out the giftings in us, to pull out those things. And part of that is the produce that's in us. Now, I don't know about you, but um, I, I know the certain grocery stores I can go to or the certain farm stands I can go to that has the best produce. I tease all the time about it. We have a lot of Hispanic people in our church and, and we have a lot of, and they all know where the best produce is and the best markets are around. And, and we always talk about it in different areas. In fact, there is a, there's a special market right down in Hammond where we always, uh, that I always love to go to because they have the freshest, ripest, best kinds of produce that's there, the best hot peppers, the best cilantro, the best papayas, the best, the, my mouth's already watering, the best limes and lemons and, and, and uh, uh, tomatillos and just on down the line you can go. And, and I just absolutely love going into that place because they will have the best, but they also have the best selection. They will have things that no other place has. Can I tell you that it's like that when we decide that we're going to be producers in life as a child of the most high God, he says, I am making you unique. I'm making you peculiar. In other words, your fruitfulness, the fruitfulness in your life is going to be like no other. It's going to be like going into that special market where they have a specific kind of fruit that, they, that no one else carries. Can I tell you that the beauty of the church of Jesus Christ, the beauty of gathering together and you being fruitful, that you being a producer to offer fruit and to be a fruitful person is because your fruit is different than anybody else's fruit. Now we know that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, and on down the line we go that we find in Galatians, the fifth chapter. But the reality comes down to this is that that mix of fruit, when you bring in the kindness, you can bring in kindness that no one else can bring, or maybe you can bring it into a place that no one else can. This peace that you bring, or the, 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 the long suffering that you bring, the, the, the patience that you bring, all of those things, when it's mixed with who you are, it becomes unique in every single circumstance because we're peculiar, we're unique, we're different. Turn to somebody next to you and say, hey, you're peculiar. <laughs> but as a child of God, he's called us to be fruitful. So as a child of God, I want us to proclaim who we are and what God has made us to be today as we, as we proclaim the Believer's Proclamation today. Say it with me like you mean it and believe it. Today I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the word of God. Today I will do the will of God. Today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe it? Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them, I believe it for you too. Amen. Give them a high five while you're at it. So as we're talking about this idea of being a producer or to produce, one of the areas of being a produce is to actually bear fruit. To be that idea of being fruitful, to branch off into other areas and to, to uh, cause to bear fruit. And those are some areas that I think is so important for us. 
But I want you to know that it's your responsibility and it's your ability to bear fruit. And you have to decide exactly how, what kind of fruit you're going to bear. You see, because you can bear good fruit or you can bear bad fruit. Many years ago, remember this song, it, it just takes one bad apple to spoil the whole bunch. In other words, there can be one, and I, I don't completely understand this, but a bad apple can make a good apple bad, but a good apple can never make a bad apple good. It just doesn't work that way. Once that apple goes bad, it's rotten, it's gone, it's going. And the longer you leave it with the whole thing, that begins to spread into the whole thing. In other words, like the song says, one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch. And the idea here behind this idea of being a producer and produce in our life is that we want produce. We want a good fruit. The Bible says there at the very beginning in Genesis, the first chapter, verse 22, is that he calls us to be fruitful and to multiply and subdue. This was before sin came into the world. This is before Adam and Eve took and ate the fruit that they were told not to, not to eat of. This is before any of that, and it's a transcendent call of every, every human that's ever been born, that's ever lived on, the, on earth, is that they are to be fruitful, to multiply, and tend their garden. And that first part to be fruitful is actually to bear fruit. Now, the question I have for you today and the challenge is to choose today to bear good fruit, not to sow bad fruit. You see, there's good fruit and there's bad fruit. Many years ago, I was part of a group that we went out and did a wilderness uh, camping trip. And, and, the, and during that time, I had, to, I had to cook my own food. I had to make sure that I had to start the own fire without any matches, without anything. I've shared with you this before that as we walked into there, and part of it is I had to keep the fire going all night. But another part of it was is I had to cook a meal. I was given some meat and I would go through it. And as I, well, I walked down through that, uh, the, that path, down to the area that I was going to make my camp, I came across some mushrooms. Now, I had been in, I had been in, in, the, in the woods enough to know the difference between a good mushroom and a bad mushroom. A good mushroom that I could eat and I could slice it up and I could put it in with this chicken breast that I had and I would take in some salt and pepper that I had in my wilderness pack and I was putting it together. And that night I ate probably as good as I've never eaten out in the woods because I cooked it over the fire. I put the mushrooms in with it. I put the salt and pepper. I had a little bit of different things that I would put with some, I found some wild onions or some, some green onions there that we, I put in together with it. And to be honest, my, my mouth's watering all over again. But the reality is this, I knew the difference. Because just a few feet on down, or a few paces on down the trail, I found some other mushrooms, and I looked at them, and those were poisonous. And I knew that those were not even, I don't even need to pick them up, I don't even need to get them on my hands or anything else, because it would taint the other mushrooms. But those ones that I had, I had studied it enough to know what the good fruit looked like. And can I tell you that just like that in the same area, in the same region, in the same place, there were poisonous mushrooms or poisonous fruit as there was with good fruit. In the same garden, at the same time, God says, I want you to eat of any, free, any tree that you have. I want you to be, it's, all of that fruit there is good, is good for you to eat, but the other fruit is not. For if you eat that, you will surely die. 
And the reality is this, in the same thing that he uses in that being fruitful and multiply is the same words that he used about good fruit and bad fruit. He's saying the fruit, it's just fruit. It's just bearing the produce. It's like an acorn that's on a tree and that acorn goes down and puts it in the seed and then the, the tree grows. Or an apple seed that's put in the ground and it'll come out to be an apple. You see, whatever's planted... Whatever's put in your soil is what will, will, will come out. If bitterness is put in, you will bear the fruit of bitterness. If lust is put in, you will bear the fruit of lust. If, if whatever is put in there, if I, in fact, that's why the Bible says there that, that the ax should be laid to the root of bitterness. That you have to cut that completely out so that it can't even sprout. It can't even grow. That it has to be laid at the root of the problem. Too many times we go in and we try to get, uh, maybe there's unforgiveness or there's bitterness or there's, or there's uh, perversion, whatever the case might be in our life, and that's what's coming out. And so we just try to doctor the symptoms. We just try to doctor our, our we, have a, we have an uncontrollable temper, we have an anger problem, but that anger problem could be down so deep and rooted in because it comes out of an unforgiveness of, of where we're at. And, and we really need to lay down and lay at the ideas of the unforgiveness. We have to lay it down and get down to the root of things, not just deal with the symptoms. Because when you just deal with the symptoms, they'll be covered up or they'll be go away for a moment. But the minute we walk through it again, we, that will rear up again. We can go for years being good, years, it just seems, everything seems fine. And then all of a sudden, one moment, there will be something that happens, a circumstance, a relationship break, or whatever the case might be, something that happens in our finances, and it just kind of touches that one part, that root. And all of a sudden, that bad fruit, that bitterness, that unforgiveness will start coming out and it will rage, simply because we don't understand that we have to lay that down. We have to lay the axe, as the Bible says in Matthew, we have to lay the axe to the root and cut that root completely out. I know that in my yard every year I have to fight with the dandelions. And I can sit there and put stuff on the top or I can mow the dandelions down. And, and many times I do that. I'll mow the dandelions down and it looks great, but the next morning they pop right back up. Why? Because the roots are so deep. I, could, I can do all of these different things, but if we don't understand what causes the bad fruit to grow, what causes the weed to go, and that we have to go in and extract that and get that out, we will constantly be bringing in the bad fruit. If you don't know the difference between good fruit and bad fruit, healthy fruit and poisonous fruit, just like me walking in the wilderness, walking in the woods and picking out the mushrooms that were good and that were good for eating and good for nutrients and good for that, the same thing can happen if I don't know the difference. And that's where God is calling us to have that discernment in our life. That there is a discernment that we can know that when we walk into a room, we can sense the fruit of someone else. We can sense that there is good fruit or bad fruit in them. But in the same way, we can sense it in ourselves as well as allowing the discernment of the Holy Spirit to come into us and say, I want to be a productive person this year, but I don't want to be productive in dissension and discontent. 
I don't want to be productive in causing causing rifts and rifts. And, and I don't want to be productive in the areas of unforgiveness. And I don't want to be productive in the areas of perversion and those things. No, I want to be productive in joy and peace and long-suffering. I want to be productive in patience. I want to know when to fight the battle and what fight, what battle to fight. I want that to be the kind of productive area of my life. That's that fruit that he wants us to bear. You see, there will always be good fruit and there will always be bad fruit in the same field. But the reality comes down to this. It's up to you to choose what fruit you want to bear. It comes down to what fruit are you going to partake of? What are you going to hang around? You hang around enough bad fruit and your fruit will turn bad. It will turn rotten. Just like the bad apple in a bucket or in the barrel, it will it'll spoil everything else. But there's something else about this fruit too that we want to understand is that it says there that what fruit are you causing in others? Because that word fruitfulness actually means to cause to bear fruit. In other words, what is in you? It comes down to this. If you have patience, there's a good chance that you're going to start seeing patience in the ones around you. If you have long-suffering or, or you, that, that patience or you have the, the idea of, of, of care and hospitality and the giftings, there's going to be those around you that that fruit is going to start to bear out in the same way. If there is kindness, you're going to start seeing kindness in others simply because that's what you're influencing. But there's something else that I want to talk to you about today as well. And that is the idea of the fruitfulness that causes growth. The fruitfulness that causes increase. Because not only does it seem to be, say that we're just going to bear fruit, but we're going to also increase in our fruit. We're going to cause, there's going to be growth. You see, one of my favorite things in the world is fried green tomatoes. But I got to tell you a funny story that happened when we were first, when I was first married with, with Vicky. And my mom, we would always, we would fry up, like we'd have fried zucchini and she would uh, make it and, and bread it in the, um, in the different cornmeal and flour and then fry it up. And, it, and fried zucchini, it was just amazing. We loved it. And we, that's about, we'd had a lot of that. Well, one day, it was toward the end of the season, my mom had a group of, I had a bunch of fried green tomatoes, and Vicky didn't realize that it was not zucchini, it was green tomatoes. And just because that's what we always had throughout the season, we, had, we would have fried zucchini. And so she cuts it up, puts it in her mouth, and she thought it had that little bite, if you've ever had fried green tomatoes. Now, we liked them, she'd had them before but didn't realize that's what she was eating. And she thought to herself, this is, this is bad. This is sour. What am I eating? You see, what happened is, is all summer long, we'd eaten fried zucchini because you, eat, you use the zucchini when it's mature, when it's ripe. But green tomatoes, you don't eat a green tomato. You let it ripen. You let it mature. And then it becomes very tasty. But a, fried, but a green tomato fried has an incredible flavor to it. But it wouldn't be something that you would normally just eat because it's not ripe yet. And a lot of times what happens in our fruitfulness is we, be, we lose that patience. As soon as you see a little bit of fruit coming out in your kids or a little bit of fruit coming out in your, in your own life, you're ready to go after it and you're ready to do it. And yet it's not mature enough. It's not ripe yet. It's not ready to consume. It's not ready to be fruitful for others. 
In the same way, in, a, in, in that in the green tomatoes, we we see that in our own lives is that it says there that we're to grow. In other words, we need to wait. The Bible says there that don't don't be careful on how you do use a immature person or a young person in in your life because if you're not careful they will get arrogant or they'll get proud sometimes when we use our fruitfulness in a way that we that it's not ready for there's that begins to get a little bit arrogant maybe pride will set in the bible says there that if you use uh, somebody that's not ready for that they will literally they will have a satan's fall and that word fall or that satan's fall is literally it means a fall because of arrogance and pride it takes time you have to season allow that season to go why do we eat fried green tomatoes toward the end of the season it's because we want to let all the tomatoes that we can possibly get get as ripe as uh, as possible one year i i i i grew tomatoes and the and the harvest was not that good and i had been and i really had only one or two tomatoes on there and i had pulled one tomato off it was just one plant it was in a bucket on the side of my garage and i was just starting out with it and so i was just waiting and waiting and i was letting it grow and i look at it i check it every single day and wait for it to be ripened and i was waiting for it waiting for it and one day i got a knock on my door and my neighbor come over and she goes i just want you to know that you make the best tomatoes i said what i'm thinking to myself only one showed up only one was good she my neighbor picked that only tomato I had, the moment she saw it was ripe enough, she picked it and took it and made a tomato sandwich. And I thought to myself, I close that door and I go, Vic, our neighbor just ate the only fruit that I had. You see, I'd been waiting all season long for that one tomato to ripen. You might sit back there and think, man, all I've got, I've just got this. Be patient. It'll ripen. Like, when am I going to be used? Be patient. God's got that in control. David. David was anointed king long before he ever became king. In fact, the day that he was anointed king, he went back and kept tending the sheep. And it wasn't even, he wasn't even ready to face the giant. He hadn't even got to a point that he was facing the, he was facing the bears and the lions and everything else. He had to still go through some testing. He had to still go through some baking in the sun. He had to still go through leading some sheep when no one else could see it. I've been told that there are certain vegetables, and I believe tomatoes are one of them, that the only time they grow is in the night. That when they grow, is that, that's the best time that they grow. And that's when they begin to ripen, is during the nighttime, when no one else is awake, when no one else is around, no one else can see it because it's dark. Can I tell you, there are certain, there's certain fruit that only, that only grow underground. Potatoes, carrots, all down, down, all down the line. They grow and they're never, they're never harvested until they're completely ripe. You never see them until you pull them out of the ground. And you have to just by faith know that they're ready to go. And can I tell you, sometimes you might feel like you're buried. You might feel like you're, am I ever going to see the light of day? Am I ever going to, am I ever going to be ready to go? You see, that growth takes time. It takes maybe sometimes 
It might take years. It might take months. But little by little, test by test, line by line, precept or idea or dict uh, or um, proclamation by proclamation god is slowly but surely stepping you in place and putting you in a place that you're going to be able to take every single thing that you've gone through in life every single bit the fruitfulness is coming out every single test that you accomplish it's ready for you to it, it just goes to the next place and the next way the next level and the enemy is constantly there trying to pull you and trying to get you to cut into that green tomato and eat it when it's not ready. He's trying to get you into that place to get to pull your fruit when it didn't say, why don't they listen to you? Why don't they put in, why, why, why aren't you being used right now? And, and if you're not careful, that pride and that arrogance or that offense can come in. And you can sit back there like, I don't know why. We see that in our society today where people aren't ready to be parents. Maybe they're not ready to be married. Maybe they're not ready to take on that job. Maybe they're not ready for those things and, the, and that responsibility to come upon them. But they're forced into it. Or maybe they choose it themselves. But the maturity isn't there because they get ahead of themselves. They're wanting to, keep, they're wanting to go faster. But the Bible says there that we are to keep in step with the Spirit. There's going to be a season where the Spirit's going to want you to run and you've been, you've been ready and you've been prepared to run to the speed that the Spirit wants you to. Then there's going to be seasons where the Spirit just wants you to set and maybe set you on a shelf for a while and you have to be willing to say, you know what, I've got people around me that are able to look into my life and some good moms and dads and spiritual mentors and people around you that can sit there and say, yes, you're ready right now. And then there's that moment in time. In fact, I just sensed it in my spirit that I even wrote a word out that I felt as God was moving in us, that there was a, almost a physical moving from a way of, uh, of preparing to a time of building. And it was at that moment of time that we moved from 2021 to 2022 that there was a complete shifting, that obstacles have moved out of the way, barriers have been moved out of the way, individuals have been moved out of the way, things have been moved out of the way to, be, to make ready for his, for his will to happen. And that season is now. But it's your responsibility. You see, it's interesting because as you mature, you bear more fruit. It is said that an average apple tree in a season, a young apple tree will, will bear as many as two to 300 apples, which I think is an incredible, incredible multiplication from one seed. One seed of, a, of an apple can be planted and a tree can come out that will produce two to 300 apples once it becomes bearing age. But an older tree, an older apple tree, after it's been there for several seasons, will bear anywhere from seven to eight hundred apples. 
You see, that's what happens with maturity. That's what happens with growth, is that when we're willing to mature, when we're willing to ripen, when we're willing to sit back and be ready for the next phase and, and allow God to mold us and allow those around us to mentor us and to walk us through and the, passing the test and the trials and the tribulations and all of those kinds of things and count it as pure joy all the way through, what happens is that that increase begins to happen. And the same amount of time that we were doing two to 300, then all of a sudden, in the same amount of time, we're doing seven to 800 because the maturities happen. And that's what happens when we allow the spirit to come into us and we allow him to say, we allow him to come in and say, I want to mature you. I want to guide you. I want you to keep in step with me. Don't get ahead of me. Don't get behind me. Just stay right with me. Keep in step. Keep in step. Keep in step. That's being fruitful. That's allowing the fruit to mature, the fruit to be ready, that it'll be a sweet fruit that will be around for all those, that you'll be walking in and you'll want to be a part. You'll walk into a room that the aroma of your fruitfulness will be contagious in the room. The fruitfulness that you have will be contagious in the room and it will begin to cause all of that around you. But the only way that happens is first is we allow the fruit, the fruit maker the new maker to come into our lives. And I want to just challenge you today that if you're here and you're saying, Jay, I want to be fruitful. I want to produce that good fruit, not the poison fruit. I want to produce the fruit that, that, that is good for eating, the good for, for what God has for that. I want to just encourage you today. The only way to do that is commit your life to Christ. And if you're here today, and you haven't committed your life to Christ, maybe there's been a little bit of unfruitfulness in your life. Maybe there's that, been that moment of time where you're saying, you know what? I'm the one that's sowing the bad fruit. I'm the one that's sowing the poison mushrooms. I'm the one that's sowing those things in, in, around that's causing discontention and, and, and jealousy and strife and competition and everything. And I'm done with that. I'm done with that kind of life. I want to sow good fruit. I want to be a fruitful person. I want to have a produce in my life that people can be healthy with. That's you this morning. Would you just just type in there, fruitful, fruitful, fruitful in the in the chat box or wherever you might be at? Maybe you need to look at somebody in your hub and just say, I need that fruitfulness in my life. And I want to pray with you right now. And if you would, just every single person right now, just bow your head for a moment. And let me just pray with you. And I'm going to ask if you, each one of us to pray this prayer, even if, even if you've been so fruitful in your life. Let's just pray it as a proclamation. But those especially that you're saying, that's me, pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for you are the fruit maker. Today, I declare and I proclaim that you are the son of God. I believe and I confess that God raised you from the dead. And today, Lord, I ask you into my life and I promise to bear fruit, fruit that is good fruit that is, that is not poison, fruit that will continue on even after I'm gone. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, can I just tell you, if you prayed that prayer, we believe that God just gave you a, that just came all in you, that you became a child of the Most High God, and we want to walk with you and, and, and guide and, and help walk with you in every single step of the way and begin to bring people around you, just like I just spoke today. But we want to bless you today as well. So I want to invite you to stretch your hand toward me, and I want to bless you as we go forward. I bless you now. I bless you in your families, your finances, and your friendships. 
I bless you in your families that you will, that, that your marriages would be lighthouses in your neighborhood and in your family, that your children would be blessed to the thousandth generation as you lead them and guide them and raise them in the ways that they should go according to the word of God. I bless you in your finances that you would have more than enough to pay your bills, to pay them on time, that you would, uh, you would be faithful in biblical stewardship and generosity in every occasion. I bless you now in your friendships that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, that you would be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by this world. I bless you now. Now go and be a blessing to all around. God bless you. We love you. We pray for you. And we just believe that God is going to do an incredible thing in your life. Have a great, great day. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.